The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that unmasks history one day at a time. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're talking about a largely forgotten moment in the build-up to World War II, the night when tens of thousands of Americans gathered in New York City to celebrate the rise of Nazism. As a warning, today's episode includes examples of anti-Semitic rhetoric, which all listeners will hopefully find disturbing. The day was February 20th, 1939. A crowd of 20,000 Nazi sympathizers staged a rally in Madison Square Garden in New York City. The event was sponsored by the German-American Bund, or Federation, in English. The anti-Semitic group was headquartered in Manhattan and had thousands of members spread all over the United States. The Bund was one of several organizations in the country at the time that openly championed Adolf Hitler and the rise of fascism in Europe. The group's goal was to spread Nazi ideology in the U.S. in the hope of creating an American counterpart to the German Nazi Party. To achieve this, the Bund set up bookstores to distribute pro-Nazi propaganda, and it also founded more than a dozen summer camps to indoctrinate German-American children and their families. The Bund reached its peak prominence in 1939, when its years-long effort came to a head at the rally at Madison Square Garden. The event was billed on the arena's marquee as a, quote, pro-American rally a name in keeping with the Boone's tactic of blending patriotism with white supremacy and fascism. In fact, the date of the rally was chosen in celebration of George Washington's birthday two days later, and the centerpiece for the evening was a 30-foot-tall banner of Washington hung above the stage and flanked on either side by American flags and swastikas. Roughly 22,000 men, women, and children 
flocked to Midtown Manhattan that night, many dressed in uniforms that mirrored the style of the Hitler Youth and SS officers. After taking their seats, the crowd rose to recite the Pledge of Allegiance to the American flag. The mood inside was electric. Attendees waved American flags, gave Nazi salutes, and proudly held up signs with slogans like, quote, Stop Jewish Domination of Christian America. The evening's main event was a series of hate-filled speeches meant to outline the Boone's vision for a whites-only America. One of the speakers, Gerhard Kuhns, sought to justify that viewpoint by pointing out the country's past racist legislation, including Jim Crow policies and the Chinese Exclusion Act. Kuhns argued that it was the audience's patriotic duty to uphold white supremacy because, as he put it, quote, the spirit which opened the West and built our country is the spirit of the militant white man. Those claims, along with attacks on the so-called job-taking Jewish refugees, were met with deafening applause. One by one, the speakers whipped the audience into a frenzy until finally the leader of the Bund, Fritz Kuhn, took the stage. Here's a clip of what he told his adoring public that night and be sure to mark the commotion at the end of the recording. We'll come back to that in a minute. We, with American ideals, demand that our government shall be returned to the American people who founded it. If you ask what we are actively fighting for under our charter, first, a social, just, white, Gentile, ruled United States. Second, Gentile-controlled labor union, free from Jewish Moscow-directed domination. The disturbance you just heard was the handiwork of Isidore Greenbaum, a 26-year-old Jewish-American plumber from Brooklyn. He had infiltrated the rally some three hours earlier and had waited patiently, biting his tongue, until it was Kuhn's turn to speak. When the moment finally came, Greenbaum rushed the stage, pushed his way through the guards up front, and knocked over Kuhn's microphone while shouting, Down with Hitler! He was tackled immediately by the Boone's security team and was brutally beaten in front of the cheering crowd until the NYPD managed to pull him to safety. After the rally, Greenbaum was arrested for disorderly conduct and fined $25, the equivalent of about $500 in today's money. Despite the injustice and the injuries he faced that night, Greenbaum said he had no regrets and that he'd do it again if given the opportunity. He proved as much two years later, when the U.S. entered World War II and he joined the Navy to fight overseas. Greenbaum was one of just a handful of anti-Nazi New Yorkers who snuck their way into the rally, but outside the garden, tens of thousands of protesters had gathered in the streets. They carried signs with phrases like, Drive the Nazis out of New York, and Give me a gas mask, I can't stand the smell of Nazis. The protesters clashed with any Bund members who dared venture outside, as well as with the thousand police officers who'd been dispatched in anticipation of the protest. That said, the anti-Nazi crowd still received plenty of support from their fellow New Yorkers. 
According to the New York Times, there was even one point when the orchestra from a nearby Broadway musical gave the protesters an impromptu concert, serenading them with the Star-Spangled Banner. Mayor Fiorello LaGuardia took a lot of heat for allowing a Nazi rally in the heart of New York City, but both he and the American Jewish Committee supported the Boone's right to hold the event on First Amendment grounds. If we are for free speech, he said, we have to be for free speech for everybody, and that includes Nazis. Not everyone agreed with the mayor's sentiment at the time, and many still wouldn't today. However, sunlight is said to be the best of disinfectants, and the resulting coverage of the Boone's rally seemed to bear that out. Within a year, the organization and its public backing had crumbled. Hitler's invasion of Poland in September of 1939 and the ensuing declarations of war from France and England had destroyed support for the American Nazi movement. Soon after, Fritz Kuhn was convicted of embezzling from his own group and was sentenced to prison at New York's Sing Sing Correctional Facility. He would later have his American citizenship revoked, and in 1945, he was deported to West Germany during the Allied occupation. The other leaders of the Bund were either interned or jailed as dangerous aliens, and in 1942, their organization was outlawed by the U.S. government. All of the pro-Nazi groups that had thrived in the lead-up to World War II had been discredited and disbanded by the close of the war. But that doesn't mean that the pro-Nazi movement came to an end in the United States. It just went underground, biding its time for the moment when a white supremacist message could once again gain traction in mainstream American culture. In recent years, Nazi ideology has taken center stage on several occasions, including at the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia in 2017 and at the January 6th attack on the Capitol in 2021. Nazi flags and anti-Semitic slogans and imagery were prominently displayed by participants at both events, showing that the spirit of the German-American Bund is still alive in some citizens today. Let's hope that this time, it doesn't take a world war to shake them out of it. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to keep up with the show, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHC Show. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to write to me anytime at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Lastly, if you're interested in seeing archival footage of the German-American Bund rally, check out Marshall Curry's Oscar-nominated short film, A Night at the Garden. You can find it on YouTube or at anightatthegarden.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.